The intermediate line advises a language and concept warning for the entire show. Backcast, podcast, backcast, podcast. Strip, 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 backcast, podcast. Backcast. Oh, hit myself in the back. Fuck. You're listening to the intermediate line. I'm Gary. Welcome to the show. This episode of the intermediate line is brought to you by Nervous Water. For all your premium fly fishing requirements, please visit nervouswater.com.au. And Beast Brushes, Australian-made brushes and dubbing, professionally graded natural materials, plus a full shop for all of your fly tying needs at beastbrushes.com. Okay, folks, welcome back to Intermedia Line with your host, Valti, and Chris Adams, the Kyle Sanderlands of the fly fishing podcast land. That'd Even- make you Jackie O. <laughs> Jackie O's hot, mate. Is that um, what you think of yourself? <laughs> I think really? she has better contribution to that show than Sanderlands does, eh? I wouldn't know, mate. I don't listen to that rot. <laughs> Truth be honest, I, I, don't, I don't either, mate. I don't, um, I don't listen to it at all. It's, it's New South Wales shit, you know. So. <laughs> we got too yeah. many choices these days. It's not like we have to um, be listening to Channel Seven, Channel Nine, Channel Ten, so to speak. Even with the radio, we've got a plethora of information and uh, entertainment available to us. You're right there, a plethora. Yeah. And at any time we want to, on demand. You're right. Say with me, no more, Kyle. No more. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, right, mate. mate. Dinosaurs eventually die. He'll be gone soon. <laughs> Took a comet, didn't it, or some sort of meteorite hit the earth? Yeah, yeah. It's hard to say, mate. My uh, my shaman thinks of something completely different. Thinks it's like a whole alien um, reset. But um, All right. but, you know. Be pardon. All oh, right. You, I did, I'm surprised on two two levels here. But keep going. Yeah. By well, at least give me one of the levels you're surprised on, so I can um, see where I can assist your uh, thought process. Um, I'm surprised your shaman came up with that. 
That's why. Why do you know him? <laughs> you know Carl. <laughs> Carl is charming. Yeah. This is interesting. No, I, I like to call him Carlman just to sort of keep things uh, yeah. as as time efficient as possible. Yeah, right. Eh? Carlman. Yeah. Carlman. Carlman. Yeah. Yep. Cool man. Does uh, Carlman fish? Uh, no, mate. No, no, no. Carlman believes that um, you know we we are all um, intertwined with each living being. Right. That's interesting. That's um, you know that's. At, uh, I don't know where that fits in with with existing um, existing um, uh, beliefs for for me. I don't I don't know. I got to look at that. I'll help you out, mate. Say it with me. No more, Kyle. No more. <laughs> it's all that matters. It's all it adds up to. Just getting rid of Kyle Sandilan. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. He gets paid an obscene amount of money for being a jerk. You know, like. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for joining us, folks, on the Kyle Sandilands podcast. (laughs) And we break down Kyle bit by bit every week. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. Are you sure you've got you've got more cheddar for us, mate, in this intro? I but I got I got a a note from my my Intel officer that I have on staff here that told me that you had a big plan for the intro. And uh, you know, I'm interested to see what you got. You know what? What's in the box? That Intel officer said the, the same box. thing about you, but look, I've been um, I've been lately looking at uh, a few different pages on on uh, Instagram, as, as you tend to do, go down a rabbit hole. There's yeah, one that's relatively new. Um, it's uh, it's called Fly Fishing Confidential. Um, it's it's clearly a US based page. I don't think it's that new. It's just struggling at about two thousand followers. Some of the it, it has. It has uh, a range of a range of topics on there. Just sort of thought-provoking comments. Some of them speak to me. A lot of them don't. Um, but yeah, it's it's sort of interesting watching people's reaction and watching this page grow. Um, and you know, I wouldn't describe them as memes. Um, I would describe them as the mellow predator in the paddock. Yeah, yeah, it's probably a good way of putting it. Actually, maybe you're mm. familiar with it. Obviously, you're having a look at it. Yeah, well, I'm. A, I believe I'm the one who introduced you to it. I stumbled across it at like, you know, twenty followers or something like that, and I was like, "Look at this dude," and he he already had about five or six memes up at that stage. But um, do you know who it is? No, I do not. Do you know who it is, do you? No, I was just curious. I sort of don't want to know either. You know, like the the internet's full of mystery characters, and and um, and you know, it's sort of. I don't need to know who they are, but it's, it's funny. One of his more recent ones that yeah, we're talking talking about social media is his. Uh, well, I'm assuming it's a he. He says, "Don't consume social media content." Yeah, don't, that, don't assume his pronoun, please. <laughs> that on, makes dude. you don't consume social media content that makes you feel like shit. Um, yeah. You know, How many yeah, times that, have we said that on this show? Block. Yeah. The block button is your friend. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. But yeah. It's a t- touch ironic that you have to access that advice through reading social media. <laughs> but we can overlook that, you know? Yeah, um, yeah, the irony in it. Well, it's not really ironic, is it? I suppose because we, we like that page. But Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, but it, actually, I I think that, 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 that there is some that are borderline that we agree with is good. I mean, it, it's, um, you know, it's thought-provoking, makes us, you know, establish our boundaries. What we think's right or wrong, and um, I like I like having to reassess that on the reg, mate. But um, 
There was one here that the one before that was practice weekly or cast weekly, as in um, at the weeklies, you know, if the time period, uh, practice, you know, once a week or, or whatever, or cast weekly, as in not strong. So um, mm. and it, that's, uh, that's another thing that, you know, a lot of people overlook. That's a, mm. that's a, a thought-provoking one. You know, I've, um, I'm probably guilty of it as an next person, you know, uh, not practicing uh, regularly, but, you know, well, luckily... Well, that, that meme doesn't apply to you, dude. <laughs> um, but, you know, so, <laughs> what was that noise? I was just laughing, man. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool, man. thought it was like one a, like a mini siren. This this one was this one was a little bit I'd say uplifting, but uh, he goes, uh, "Don't doubt yourself, send it." And um, I remember uh, Chris and I having this conversation today about about periods of in our life when we're exceptionally fishing, and it was um, and we say fishing is I mean, you know, we had we had uh, a lot of good results um, compared to you know donut periods, and one of the things that um, Chris and I were talking about candidly is. You know, maybe maybe per hour fish those um, those times weren't actually um, less uh, or well, necessarily more productive. It was just it was just that we were fishing more, we're catching more, and um, we're fishing a lot more confidently. And you know, in the past we've spoken about the value of positive mindset. You know, with how you approach a, a fishing session or or uh, a trip. So um, to me, I thought you know when I said don't don't doubt yourself, send it. Um, I thought that was pretty cool. I think it's good advice. What do you reckon? I can't relate to it, really. Okay. Not really. I don't you really know. You send it know. every time, don't you? As a what? hell man, you're you're sending it every day. <laughs> well, I'm I'm either on or not on. I don't I don't do halves. Um, but I but but I and I don't really I, I relate to what you said, but I can't relate it to the meme about um, the more you fish, the more you catch. Uh, I think there's something in that. I really do. I think it's um. I think when you put put the fish on a pedestal or the results on a pedestal, the harder they come. You know, the more you fish, the more results you get. The smaller the pedestal. You know. Yeah. So yeah. I think it's. I think it's. I can't relate it to that meme. I'll be honest with you. And I'm not knocking you for for um putting you know two and two and coming up with five. You know, but um. <laughs> did I? Or did you? Oh no, I'm. Oh, well, I didn't. I didn't see the connection. So, um, so I've, I'm. I'm still staring at the blackboard, going, I don't understand maths. You know. Yeah, um, yeah. So, yeah, I just don't know how you come up with five. Yeah, or something right. like that. But um, so I can agree with with both things, I suppose. Where do you think that like a, a scenario would be where that um, that meme would apply? I can think of a lot of a lot of scenarios, mate. Not, not a not a not explaining a, a mindset. I mean, a fishing scenario, like you know, a, a pick a species, um, and um, or is it is it to do with fishing, or is it to do with preparation, or um, or just getting getting out of bed to go? <laughs> is it a paraphrase for all of that? I don't know, but you know, you could apply so to deep. either of those and still end up with four, and you add two and two together. And you know, there are um, there are a few fishing scenarios. You know where I've seen people, um, you know, overanalyze things. They're sitting there going, "Oh, you know, can I make that cast? Can I not?" There are times when, yeah, you should probably wait till you can get a better cast. You know, um, that's not fully sending it, then, is it? You know, yeah, I know, but you know, so what, well, maybe maybe it's the it's the phrase "fully send it" that we're hanging up on because of our age. 
<laughs> maybe we're maybe we're just uh, we're we're taking it too literally and thinking that you know don't doubt yourself put it in the post office box <laughs> put a stamp on it and get rid of it full send oh uh, yeah yeah that's true <laughs> you're relying on australia post there that could be a bit yeah. Dodgy, but yeah can be yeah yeah for sure <laughs> Maybe that's um, maybe that's th- that's something you might say to uh, someone in the boat who's struggling with confidence next time, mate. Don't muck around. Put a stamp on it. Put it in the box. Get it out there. Yeah. Fly in the water. Full sand. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder how any post he would take it if you t- if you told him to. Don't just send the letter, dude. Full sand. <laughs> Do you think I'm going to cut it in half or something, bro? <laughs> <laughs> you rock up to the cashier there at, at uh, Aussie Post and you know, do you want express post? Do you want tracking? Do you want a signature on delivery? Nah, just full send. You know? Yeah, just full send. <laughs> this just isn't a pizza, send. dude. You don't get half and half. <laughs> it's always full send here. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm having trouble with that meme, bro. Well, I think um, yeah. I, I think it's um, I think it I think it's. It's a clever meme in that it's interpretable and it makes us wonder where space ends. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's definitely a clever meme because here we are talking about it. Correct. You know? and, uh, is it? But are we talking about because how clever the meme is or because it's easy content for us? <laughs> Probably the latter, mate. Just are like... we being lazy or are we, are we startled by the uh, cleverness of that full send post? <laughs> hmm. <laughs> I don't know, man. Have you got another full sender? Yeah, mate. Here we go. Yep. You've got your hands full trying to convince a fish to eat feathers. Stop worrying about the other guy. Yeah, that see, I, I can't, can't relate to that one either, you know? <laughs> I mean, are we at a farm? Or <laughs> koi pond near a chicken coop or something like that? Don't know, mate. What do you think he means there, dude? I don't know. It, it could be like, you know, you're, the battle is between you and a fish or maybe it, you know, it could be for people who are involved in the industry going, you know, just fucking relax. Maybe yeah. it, maybe it's trying to um, centre people into thinking just, just stick with the basics. Uh, that could be a two and two equals five scenario. Well, I think it's another one of those um, means that, that allow you to um, the freedom of interpretation, you know? Yeah, right. That's good. It's another way of looking at it. Yeah. 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 Well, it's a it's a little bit of a full send way of looking at it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> what about this one, mate? That handheld GPS in your baggy pants pocket might get you the spots, but you'll definitely get the reputation you deserve. Yeah, I I feel that's targeted at you, you know. <laughs> 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 yeah, clearly. And it's not a GPS, yeah. is it? You know. Oh, it's just something in my pants. You know. Happy to see you. Yeah. I thought it was a sandwich, but you know. So. Subway. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Didn't know Subway did three inches, but that's cool, man. Um, uh, interesting, interesting take on that meme. Yeah. Um, right. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. It's. Um, I think. I think that's a. That's when they. That's when he starts to get. Whoever it is, he or she, when they start to show their uh, their hater colours, when I see stuff like that, which um, you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, um, I'm not cranky at, you know. Oh, it's uh, it's good to see people express themselves. I believe that um, 
you know, having a nani is just as uh, just as a <laughs> just as much of a a legitimate emotion as um, as being happy. You know, you can't have one without the other. Yeah, it's fine to express yourself. Yeah, yeah. So. yeah. yeah. I mean, didn't didn't Metallica talk about um, only laughing in their classic re- uh, rendition of Master of Puppets and the um, warned us of the tales of of uh, nothing ever cries. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, mate. Mm. All, bro. Full scene. Didn't, didn't get into Master of Puppets, but yeah. I'll mm. uh, I'll recite the entire lyrics um, in between um, the intro and our next guest, if you like. What the fuck was that noise? I don't know. What did it sound like? Can you can you imitate it? Uh, hang on. Just, did it uh, come out of your device? Did it, mate? Might be my kids. Oh, wait. Hang on. Wait, yep. what was that noise? So we're back. We had a yeah. little interlude there while um, Volti lives in a neighbourhood where he's often broken into and you had to just <laughs> get out there and take your shirt off and just flex on him, huh? Yeah, yeah, they're running for the hills. Yeah, yeah. 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 All right, man. Well, it's, um, that's interesting. So um, I think that that page is well worth a look for people, like, you know, just to just to let that, that one be your, um, your, your uh, Carlman, you know? Your Instagram, Carmen. Your shaman uh, that leads you on your direction of your uh, spiritual fly fishing journey. Yeah. Yeah, man. Um, is, that, is that how you feel about that page? No. Nah, all right. Yeah. yeah. Just look at it and wonder where, where and who this guy comes from. You know, what, what's his background? What made him feel like this? Some of the things, like said, had a, um, a little bit of reach for me, but that's about it. Yeah. Well, I mean, let's face it. Social media does bring that out of people who, who I would assume this person, I don't know if they're male or female, but I would assume this person is probably uh, a legit fisher, probably can fish well. Um, if I was to profile them further, I'd say that they're they're probably been fishing for a long time and they've probably been on social media for a long time and they can probably uh, understand that you don't take it too, too seriously, but you know there was, there was room for that predator in the paddock, so to speak, you know? Um, you know, there are some other pages that that uh, that don't that take take the piss out of fly fishing. There's plenty of fly fishing meme pages, but that one um, a bit different. Sometimes there's a you can see a range of emotions coming out of that person. Sometimes they're real hatey ones. Sometimes they're real motivating ones. Sometimes they're funny ones. Yeah, I quite I quite I take the time to read it every time I see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like how it doesn't. Try and tie it into some stupid photo too, like the other meme pages. I don't get into the the other ones, like the FBI one and all that sort of stuff. You know, you know those other ones. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what is it, FFBI? I don't know. Yeah, I don't follow me. They're the only two I'm aware of, to be honest. But yeah, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. Well, that was that was pretty pretty um easy pickings for um content for us too. Hey, Chris. Yeah, mate. Be authentic and cast your own shadow. What about that one? <laughs> <laughs> you forgot the lead with Confucius say. <laughs> was that on his page? Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, he got that out of a fortune cookie for sure. <laughs> it was a fly fishing fortune cookie. Yeah, no yeah. doubt in my mind. No. Uh, no, it's um, it's pretty cool. Actually, I'll put this down. I'll start to look it up, but I won't. 
it's a real bad habit of mine to um to start looking at social media while we're doing intros and outros. Mm-hmm. I find myself going um, um as I'm stalling for something to say. But what we should do is we should get our um esteemed guest on. Now, for the listeners, you've probably already seen the ad as to who we've got on, but we can tell you from the bottom of our hearts that this dude has got one of the best bands in Australia. You've probably heard of him. It's John Butler Trio, and we've got John on himself. Oh, shit, it's not. I always get confused because of the way he looks. <laughs> it's Jim Morrison from The Doors. <laughs> no. Is it um, The Super Jesus? The, the Super Jesus. <laughs> I don't, he's, the, he, he's the ginger apostle, that's for sure. <laughs> but he does look like he could be someone's shaman. We've got, uh, we've got the young Leroy Addison on from, uh, from Melbourne, the COVID capital of Australia. And uh, funnily enough, he's just been uh, diagnosed with COVID and been in isolation. He's re- recovered from it. But let's not make this about... Um, about uh, <laughs> COVID, everyone's sick of hearing that word. But we want to get him on. He's a young fellow who's uh, recent. Well, I wouldn't say recently started fly fishing, but yeah, uh, relatively to some people, you know, I guess you could say he's a couple of years into it. And uh, we want to get a bit of a handle on where he's at and and what his attitude is towards the sport, and um, and whether or not he'll eventually get a haircut. Well, let's get him on. They're all right, burning eh? questions. Burning, burning questions. questions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you can probably take some penicillin for that. Um, <laughs> all right, let's do it. <laughs> Welcome back, folks, and thanks for not disconnecting the show. First thing I want to do is introduce my co-host, Jeff Volta. Thank you, Chris. Welcome to the show, listeners. You're welcome. Yeah, and no problem at all. And we also got Leroy here with us. Leroy, thanks for joining us, mate. <laughs> Cheers, guys. Yep. Um, I had to make a big deal about Volts um, being the co-host there, mate. He's um, he does put it in our briefing every week that I'm to introduce him. It's true. To the second part of the show. Yeah. He's got. Some weeks he's I forget. Put it in. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, so I apologise, Volts. Hey, look, I'm. I want you to accept my um, my sincerest apologies, mate, for previous weeks and not, um, you know, introducing you at that point of the show. Can you forgive me? Apology accepted, mate. I'm, I'm glad you've come to accept and acknowledge your uh, your poor manners. But um, look, we can we can move, work on that and we can move forward. So. Yep. Yeah. Leroy. <laughs> Good. I'm Leroy. I'm sorry you had to hear that, mate. Oh, it's all right. I I think Boltsy will be all right, mate. Yeah, he's pretty thick skinned. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got to get through the uh, the pelt first, mate. That's it. <laughs> you don't have a pelt like that that's too, um, that can that can hold that much hair physically without being literally thick skin. Thick skin. A lot of weight. Mm. Very I'm wondering why, why the uh, night smelling a little bit funny at the moment. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, he's got a new air freshener in his car. He spends a lot of time in the car, but uh, <laughs> you have to. Um, I think that's because of the crisp bleach that smell you got on the the night. So. Yeah, just, just be careful. It's not hair cream. Yeah. What? Chris, please. Hey, um, um, Leroy. Hey, um, who? So, with, uh, for our listeners' sake, where can people uh, surf you up on Instagram so we can have a look at you? They're going to well, need a visual. Yeah. Oh, yep. Yeah. So, um, if you want to find me on Instagram for my fishing stuff, it's just under Optera Fly Fishing. Um, 
Not a whole heap to look at there. I'm pretty lazy on the socials, but you'll get a bit of a gist of what I get up to when I do. I uh, decide to make posts. Right. Yeah, cool, man. Optera. So that's O-P-T-E-R-A underscore fly fishing. Yeah, so yeah. If you, I, I could be wrong here, but it's the class order of insects. So. Oh, okay. So you're explaining the origins of your Instagram handle, yeah? Oh, somewhat. It was actually uh, just a bit of a suggestion by my miso and actually sort of seemed pretty cool. So I sort of stuck with it and rolled with it. She's got sick of me posting all my fish on my personal account. So I had to put right. it somewhere else. Isn't okay. it Latin for bearing wings? Pardon? Isn't it Latin for bearing wings? Yeah, something along the lines of that, mate. Well, yeah. I'd like to correct the both of uh, and let you know it's actually an acronym for Optical Protocol Independent Transport Era. <laughs> okay. So let's yeah. get it together, guys, and mm-hmm. let's get the facts straight. We don't want to put misinformation <laughs> and fake news out. <laughs> We're going to end up doing a uh, have to do an apology video like Joe Rogan if we um, don't get that right. Mm. The sorry reel. Mis- misinformation. Yeah. Yep. Sorry, folks. Back to your regular show. Um, so we got past that, right? So we're, um, so we've worked out <laughs> what Optera means. And... Um, that's great. That. <laughs> Leroy. Yeah. Why don't you we, we want to get we want to sort of um we're gonna we've got a direction ahead in the show. It might not seem like it, but we do. I guess the first and foremost thing is let's lay a foundation down, mate. Where where are you from? Uh you'll find me in southeast Victoria, mate. So I'm just down sort of uh going down towards the peninsula of Melbourne. So mm-hmm. um, Yeah, cool. So so we're in Melbourne with South Peninsula. Let's narrow it down a little bit further. Let's, let's tell us what what creek do you fish? No, don't don't answer that. Um, <laughs> okay, so you're you're in you're in is it south? Did you say South Melbourne or South Victoria? Ah, uh, southeast Victoria, mate. Southeast so, Victoria. Yeah, yeah, just on the southeastern side of Port Phillip Bay there. Right. Is that, okay. Is that on the way to the Mornington Peninsula? Yeah, so I'm just just slightly north of Frankston, so. Frankstown. Yeah, yeah right. mate, Frank Anistan. <laughs> is that, that any um any relation to Jennifer? <laughs> <laughs> um, quite possibly. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Yeah, right. Um, right. Okay. Well that's uh, that's great. So we know you're down there. So is that is that um access to saltwater and freshwater fishing, mate? Seeing this is um, a fish podcast. So for me, if I want to do most of my freshwater stuff, which is sort of what takes up most of my time, I've got a good hour and a half sort of drive minimum up to three hours, depending on where I want to go. More if you're really keen and got the time for it. But um, yeah, there is a, a little bit of saltwater stuff locally. I'm sort of just starting to dip my toes into that at the minute and have a bit of a look around and actually kind of been surprised by what I'm finding. But yeah, it's a bit of an empty sort of area for you sort of suggested target species um there are some really good river meat around my area which i uh, discovered last year during the um fucking very very long lockdowns that we had that made fishing quite difficult river meat you you mean carp right ah yes yes carp sorry i better translate that for people that aren't in the know i know i know it's um it's interesting there's a few carp featured on your page there mate some scenarios too they're looking um i can see there's some some flooded backwater type fishing and uh yeah that's exactly it mate so got a 
got a few options regarding it, but the, the flooded backwaters have sort of been the most fun because you can sort of get really good sight fishing opportunities in some pretty shallow water. Um, does keep you very busy, bloody frustrating. They'll make you tear, tear your hair out, but um, good bit of fun, Good op- lots of opportunities. So it's kind of um, poor man sight fishing for me, I guess. Keeps me pretty busy. Leroy, let's break down like what what the preferred fishing is for you. Uh, obviously, you've, you've written off salt water. It doesn't sound like we're going to go back to that in this show. Um, you talked about the river meat because of the the uh, lockdowns, but let's go back to before lockdowns started. And um, you know, an ideal day on the water for yourself. What what what's motivating you, species wise and um, and location? Um, so. The last sort of year or so, I've been pretty obsessed with the whole Murray Cod stuff. Uh, Leroy? Uh, yep. Let's go back before lockdowns. And um, and um, <laughs> so we got, would you, we had lockdowns last year, last year, wouldn't you? Yeah, we had lockdowns last year, mate. Um, we were in and out a little bit, but let's go back two years ago then. That's probably yes. a better time to go back. Yeah, we're um, talking. So two years ago was mainly trout stuff for me so i was you know bouncing all across victoria whether it be high country or going out towards um sort of gippsland way or um so yeah i did really love my trout stuff i still really do love it but um sort of got a bit of a taste for murray cod just before coronavirus hit us and that sort of really started to take my obsession but um Unfortunately, yeah, coronavirus hitting lockdowns have sort of slowed that down a tiny bit, but we're just coming to the other side of that now. So we had to yep. get, in, get into it a bit more. I understand. I've, I've so, got a serious – sorry, mate. What do, you, do you want to sorry, go? Sorry, mate. Just, um, I'm just trying to sort of um, continue on that foundation. I don't want to skim over that. I want to get right like uh, to, the, to the beginnings of this stuff. So it sounded like, um, you know, you've probably got a, a history of fishing before fly fishing, but um, sort of guessing that – you know, your initial interest in fly fishing was peaked with trout. And um, and you mentioned earlier, like, you'd be looking at an hour and a half to three-hour drives. Is that in regards to the trout as well? Uh, yeah, mate. So probably the closest viable trout fishery to me would probably be about an hour and a half. Yeah. Um, further you go, not necessarily the better, but more uh, preferred environment, few less people. Um, just a bit better fishing all round, I guess. Bit, uh, yeah, few le- few less people to deal with, mate. How would you get into that? Um, trout or fly fishing? Full stop. Are the two are the two closely related in that risk in that regard? Um, yeah, trout and fly fishing sort of went hand in hand for me, mate. So um, I, you know, as as most of us did, sort of was just soaking baits off the pier at a pretty young age um, by myself. None of my family are really into fishing, so I don't know where that one came from. But uh, mm. then um, my family's Tasmanian, um, so you can edit that <laughs> out, mate, if you like. Yeah, we, we can edit edit that one out. No, I like <laughs> um, Nah, nah, they're good. They're good. Um, so yeah, one of my uncles, he was always been pretty heavily into his trout, trout on fly sort of stuff. And um, when I was probably maybe say like ten or so, we went down for a family Christmas, and Dad goes, "Oh, there's Don over there. He's in, into fishing, but he's into a different kind of fishing to you, and a different kind of fishing. What do you mean? There's a, there's a, a fishing that I don't know of, you know." And, 
So I started chatting to him and it came out there was fly fishing. I'd sort of seen it in a couple of freshwater magazines and a few other bits and bobs. I'd sort of been palmed off by the parents just to sort of make me shut up for a few hours sort of thing. But, um, yeah, so I picked his brain and hours and hours went by and turned around and he said, you know what, why don't I just take you and show you what it's all about? So, um, yeah, Don was kind enough to actually take me out while I was down there that trip and sort of put me onto a couple of trout, sort of did a bit of hopper fishing at first, but just bait hoppers and sort of he goes, oh, well, you've got the knack for that. Here's a fly rod. Here's a foam hopper. You know, go down here, mate. Just flick it out on the water. And sure enough, trout came out of nowhere. And I went, oh, crikey, he's eating the bloody thing. And there you go. There was the first, first fish on a fly and sort of, from then, man, I was um, kind of really struggled to not want to use a fly rod. It sort of became the preferred thing. But, yeah, things – when I come back to Melbourne when I was a young fella, it was pretty hard to get access to any sort of fly fishing without uh, out wheels or anybody that was really willing to take you down or whatever it be. So I sort of had to put the fly to bed for a couple of years, sort of. Is that because you your age? Yeah, because I was only, like, you know, 11 or 12, mate. It was just pretty hard to sort of get to anywhere worth fly fishing, you know. I sort of yep. did give it a crack off the piers, but after getting abused by enough people for dodgy backcast and stuff, you sort of get a little bit discouraged. Um, so you were the, the original will and power fish there, right? Oh, just about, mate. But instead of chooks, <laughs> I was just about bloody taking people's ears off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cool. Um, See where you're going. Yeah, so I um, had to sort of put that one to bed for a little bit and um, did did fish with old Don whenever I went down to Tassie for Christmas or family holidays or whatever it be. Um, but, yeah, so I didn't end up picking a fly rod back up again till I was 20, so that's nearly four years ago I sort of started to dabble in it again and pretty quickly after that it uh, sort of started to consume all my time and, yeah, before you know it, I was not really interested in too much else. So, so we, we sort of we sort of skimmed there a bit, I suppose. So you, you, you I'm I'm interested in what rekindled your your thoughts, and um, when you did, you went straight to trout again. So, would it be fair to say that um, um, that it was it was sort of your ability to get your own transport, um, and you probably still didn't know anyone in that, that you could fish with, perhaps, and. Uh, which 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 was a natural progression to stick with trout for you initially yeah yeah that's exactly it and when i was um when i first went back into a fly shop and said hey i, I want to give this another crack it was sort of the you know it's pretty pretty trout orientated in victoria if you to the majority of fly fish shows i guess um mm. so i guess when you when i went straight back into the fly shop the first thing they did was said oh here's a four weight um here's a floating line here's a box of dry flies here's a box of nymphs head out this sort of direction and see what you can do from there so kind of was steered into it and um yeah so i loved it of course got right into it for a couple of years and then sort of as you do you sort of look around on social media and you go oh people are catching all kinds of other things on a fly hold on a minute is there other options for me you know yeah so yeah, okay, so that's that's this is sort of where um we can all we can all relate to you know with this yeah. and um and forgive me Volts if I'm uh, if if you had questions in between there but I sort of feel like we've got to the um got to modern times now with um with Jim Jim Morrison here 
you know. Um, so, I've, so I'm, I'm guessing through all this time, like, um, <laughs> um, so I'm guessing through all this time. So, like, you know, once, once, so you, I'm getting up to the time frame there where you, you know, you've gone into a fly shop, you've found an alternative source of media. So, um, uh, information rather, and one of Volte's famous questions on this podcast is, um, how do you get your information? Um, and I don't know if you were planning on leading that way, Volts, but um, it sounds like sounds like that's you know like outside of the fly shop that was social media, right? Um, yeah, mate, and also from when I first started fly fishing, when I said I was about you know eleven years old, I um, the international film fly tour would come around every two years, I think it was, and um, Mum would always make an effort to book me. A, book me a ticket and she'd come and sit through it with me even though she doesn't give two shakes about fishing she did quite enjoy it anyway but um that's really that, cool. that was sort yeah. of what really made me go wow there is a whole nother world but until uh how do i explain it so i saw there was another world but up until i did start really looking into social media and things like that i didn't really realize that that was necessarily an option for me in my location um mm. And then sort of seeing a few people's results, I sort of thought, oh, let's give it a bit of a look-see, you know? Yeah, okay. Can I – I just want to explore that deeper. Specifically, what sort of film or or action, um, you know, tickled your fancy, mate? Um, Look, there is a massive standout. It's only been out for a few years now, but um, I I really enjoyed that um, video that Josh Hutchins put out with Nick Knipe and a few other blokes with the um, Gudu, I believe it was called. Yeah. I remember watching that one and going, oh, wow, that, that's really cool. And I went, oh, yeah. we had Murray Cotton Victoria, funnily enough. So that sort of sparked the interest. I didn't take action on it straight away, but um, sort of just sat on the back burner and until I did start to see a few people that I'd sort of spoken to or met through the fly shop that was sort of going out there and having a bit of a crack and, Shortly, shortly after, I was strapping stupid amounts of materials onto big <laughs> books, and then um, wondering yeah. why I swam like crap, and then uh, had to go through a whole other learning experience again. Right, right. So, what other was there? Any other native targets that that sort of um, piqued your interest? Um, look, yellow belly did sort of tickle my interests, but it isn't one that i've sort of put any time into yet um let's try and think what else is there caddies you ever do caddies oh yeah mate love them yeah. uh, <laughs> are you fair enough south to call them callop yellow belly you can call them whatever you want mate whatever makes you happy you know oh no i don't i don't have to put up with it mate but uh, i just wondered what the when when that's all you got if that's what you call them down there um I think yellows is yellows is pretty appropriate for down here. Where did where they start what calling the country call them anyway? South Australia or something. Pardon? South Australians call them callop. I think all the time, man. Yeah? I think so. I think so, mate. I couldn't tell you. Yeah. Yeah. And do you get silver perch down there? Um, we do. I I personally haven't seen or managed to get any out of the waterways I fish. They're they're more in um other spots that I sort of don't really fish myself more so because I don't really have a have a vessel or any boat to access those waterways currently. So, oh, they're like bigger bigger rivers or uh, faster water. Or not, 
Not so much that I know of, just more the areas that people are pulling them more consistently. Um, I've sort of noticed that you're, you're probably doing a bit better if you do have a boat. So right. I sort of stick to what what's pretty easy on foot for me. So, Are, are these waterways you're fishing, are they um, tributaries of the Murray-Darling system? Um, yes, a couple of them are. I also fish um, tributaries of the, the Goulburn, Goulburn um, system as well. So... Where does the Goulburn yeah. drain into? Oh, crikey, now you test me. It drains into Eildon. Okay, and that's got cod in it as well, has it? Yeah, Eildon's got, got the big cod in them, so, yeah. Is that where Bonnie Doon is? Yeah, Bonnie Doon's Eildon, mate. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. So, have you ever uh, dug a hole? Have I dug a hole? Yeah, have you ever dug a hole? I feel like you're stitching me up here. <laughs> <laughs> you're yeah. right. Have you seen the movie The Castle? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen the castle. Not for what, a long what, time. What do you know about lead? <laughs> Goes down, mate. Sinks. <laughs> Fair enough, mate. Um, yeah, right. So these, uh, so there must be silvers and uh, in there as well, because I mean, yeah, um, silvers are and endemic to that that catchment. I would, I would think so. At least with the Murray Daly. Someone told me the other week that um, it's. I don't know if this is true, and I'm only hearing it from someone else. But maybe you could tell me that silvers you got to you got to put them back down there. You can't take them out. Um, Seems a bit strange to me, but is that is that something you know of? Yeah, I I've heard a little bit about it. Silvers got to go back. I know that they're pretty prevalent up in the sort of that um, up towards sort of Deniliquin sort of way. Um, I think I know a lot of the Betos get pretty upset because they go around munching their Barty grubs that they spend I don't know a couple of dollars on, so they get they get pretty sick of that. Yet they still have to throw them back. I'm not too sure about the details on it. I won't I won't try and speculate, but um, okay. yeah, same. We do have a few Macquarie perch around as well. Same deal with those. They they've got to be they've got to be released. Um, they had they've only decided to sort of bring them back now. But um, quite surprisingly, one of the main spots that they're actually kicking off pretty well is the Yarra River running straight through Melbourne there. Uh, oh, yeah. Not in the CBD as such, but more to that mm. upper end through the northern suburbs. Apparently, they, they do catch catch a few of them from time to time. And yeah. there's actually cod in there as well. But, um, yeah, I haven't been, been brave enough to deal with it. So, is it, a, is it a pretty rough fishery, the northern suburbs of Melbourne, is it? Um, oh, not the most pleasant, but considering it's running through, you know, quite a quite a built up area, it's actually surprisingly clean at times. So, right, yeah, yeah. So it's not it's actually not a nasty place to fish. It's just if you can sort of get access, sort of thing, you you kind of want to hit it on a kayak or try and try and find some good spots. It's, it's pretty hard access for for fly. Not much uh, area for a back cast or anything like that. So. Mm. Okay. Hey Leroy, when you were getting into you, your cod, um, uh, did you find that? Um, uh, did you have to? Did, did you? Could you look quite locally at a pretty sufficient source of information for this amongst other fishes? Like, or, or did you feel like you were coming into it at a time while you know things are pretty heavily evolving? Um, look, when I first, when I first sort of copped interest in it. I didn't think there was much going on, but that was probably just my lack of education because as time's gone past, sort of realised that there's actually been a fair few blokes getting around it. They just not haven't necessarily made themselves 
too known about it, whether that's through choice or just how they are as a person. Um, but I kind of struggled to find information for quite some time. I spent a lot of time on Google and just wasting hours and hours and sort of kind of trying to come up with my own theories and then sort of just noticed a few things, found a few people on Instagram and um, just started sort of asking a couple of questions and just sort of reaching out to people and just sort of saying, hey, like, I'm in this predicament. Like, I have had a go here. I've tried this. This is the flyers that I'm sort of using. This is what I want to achieve. Um, just kind of give them a bit of a rundown on where I was at and then yep. just sort of say, do you have anything that can help me? And I mean anything at all would be greatly appreciated because the last thing I want to do is go and take ask too many tough questions to somebody who has put in the yards and yards and yards to sort of get to where they are now. But um, mm -hmm. sort of found that I um, people, people are super approachable um, if you go about it the right way, of course. But uh, I sort of started reaching out outside of Victoria originally. So sort of spoke with people initially, say, like John Everett, and then eventually sort of started speaking to Nick Knipe a bit and just sort of asking a few questions in regards to sort of flies and what is it that I should be looking for, just just a, just the sort of the basics. And fortunately, they've all been super kind and super willing to pass on knowledge. So sort of really got things moving in the right direction a lot quicker than it would have if I had to sort of had to work it out all by my lonesome. So, mm. um, so I mean, you, I, I know you listen to the show and, um, have you, did you find yourself following the beef, so to speak? And, um, and you know, uh, did you find yourself disappointed when you found that you weren't? Um, yeah, it's funny you bring that up. I was, I was just thinking about that one the other day and, um, I was, uh, probably sniffing around in the wrong spots for quite some time. Um, yeah. And then obviously listening to what you guys sort of had to say about, yeah, sort of looking for results, sniffing out what people have to offer, seeing what's going on and following the beef, more importantly, <laughs> it sort of um, brought me to a point where I actually was able to decipher what I was looking at a little bit more. Mm -hmm. Um there's a lot out there that seem too good to be true at times and quite possibly is, but I'm not certain of it. But then also sort of made me go, oh, this guy might not have, you know, hundreds of thousands of followers or likes, but shit, he's getting bloody results, you know? Yeah. Um, and that sort of <laughs> speaks more to me than anything, obviously. Speaks a lot to most people, I'd hope. But, um, yeah, so that's sort of where I start to be able to go, hold on a minute, this guy's getting results. I just maybe look past him originally because I just didn't think he was had the following as such, but then I sort of realised it doesn't really speak for anything at all, you know? Mm. That, that I mean, that's interesting. So, I mean, it, it's if you're using social media as a tool to look for information, uh, it's it's easy to gauge the, uh, the validity of that information based on what um, social media counts as currency, and that can be followers and, and popularity by indicated by the amount of followers. But did you find that um, there is a lot of people that are um, 
that are, 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 are showcasing vegan meats, so to speak. You know, like I mean, uh, uh, I like that one. Um. <laughs> so, like, uh, did you see? Did you find a lot of people were like, um, yeah, a lot of plumage without actual results? I mean, uh, let me go back a bit here. I'm assuming that you know you were looking for this information because you wanted to convert um, your time and effort off the water to results on the water. Correct. Okay, but um, but probably found. You know, again, when I go back to what I just said earlier in regards to um, a fair enough approach to social media come, when you're coming into it and, and, and looking for those people that have got popularity or, or followers and all that sort of stuff. But did you find when you start to look for, do these people have the results that I want to achieve that, you, you know, you, you, would, you would start to realize a lot, of, a lot of fluff there? Things accelerated very quickly once I realized that. Cause, um, right, okay. Yeah, so there was, there's definitely people out there who can – tell you what can get it done man like absolutely get it done and if not better than me most of the time too so I, I can't knock them by any means but you know you sort of ask a few questions and you sort of have a bit of a look at what they're doing you sort of go oh this guy's good but he doesn't necessarily have the information that i necessarily want or he might not necessarily have all the information himself you know he's um just able to sort of show some results and make it look pretty darn flash um ah oh, sort of sort of lost my thought there um no i know i know what you're saying it's yeah i'm basically I'm saying, to, yeah I, i'm trying to navigate it in a way because what i what i'm being mindful of is i'm not trying to say that just because um somebody's you know got lots of followers and lots of likes that they're not necessarily you know got the beef but of course yeah yeah but what i am yeah trying to say is it doesn't always mean that they have the beef and got to be pretty mindful of that because i definitely found myself sort of uh chasing chasing dragons at times as such mm-hmm. yeah do you think um do you think a lot of um uh let me let me go back this another way uh, uh it's along the same lines like of um not so much the beef side of things but just just the influence you know do you mind if i ask how old you are leroy yeah mate i'm i'm 23 okay so i mean you're in a you're in an age where social media has played a big part or of your development as as an adult really i mean without going into that but so i mean it's 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 become it's integrated into um, a lot of people's lives over the last you know 10 15 years so to grow up with it and to and to learn and to be exposed to some things for the first time through social media must be a bit of a minefield for sure um but do you find yourself gravitating towards um people who put themselves in a position of influence to be almost like a brand, do you find that a useful tool? Um, sorry, can you just like uh, go over that one again, please? Oh, well, basically, I'm, I'm just saying that, you know, like you, you're at an age where social media would have been a very big part of your life and it's and it's very influential to even people that didn't grow up with it at this, yeah. at whatever stage of life they are. Um, and I'm interested to know that aside from just, you know, searching for your own information, like finding personalities or or or, uh, or results personified so to speak like putting a, a face to a name where someone might set themselves up as an influencer uh that could be almost like like a type of brand you know oh, it's, it's, yeah it's it's so it's so bloody hard to read man like um if you if you know what you're doing you can you can really paint yourself however you want i've noticed yeah so just just on that okay like that's that's i think i know what you mean but i guess what could come of this conversation to um to to young players is is 
that interesting point you just made that if you know what you're doing, you can paint yourself to be whoever you, whoever you want. And that's um, and that's something you've been able to see through, I guess, with what you're saying previously in regards to you weren't finding your results on the water um, being maximized based on taking things at face value. Would that be fair enough to say? Yeah, yeah, I'd agree with that, mate. Yeah, yeah. So it's um, so what I'm getting at then, part when we get past all that, is um, you know, are you starting to sort of? I wouldn't say. I think it'd be unfair to ask you if are you seeing through people have set themselves up like that but are you are you taking are you realizing you know some things just aren't aren't face value so to speak um you know when, you when can, you're looking when you're looking for results for yourself you know i guess you could say it's just being being aware of what's out there you know like um like as you, as you're saying it's uh not so much sifting or seeing through the the smoke and mirrors or whatever you want to call it it's just um sort of uh how do you word it but yeah just being aware that you know look a bit deeper into what you see is the biggest thing that i'd say if you've got to look a little bit deeper maybe sort of ask yourself a few questions maybe even politely ask them a few questions and you can sort of get a bit of a gauge relatively quickly yeah um what's truth and what might not be truth yeah, um, yeah, I, yeah. I, that that sort of passed off as advice, which I think some um, would be welcomed by a lot of people. But um, for your experience, you're saying that's that's been your journey, right? Yes, yeah, mate. It's um, yeah. it, it, it was a long while before I could sort of. I think the th- thing is, is you got to get yourself to a basic understanding of the sport like i'm not going to pretend that i have a vast understanding only been fishing seriously for four years i'd like to think that i have an okay understanding of things but um it's a bit of that snowball effect you start off not knowing much you ask a couple of questions you gather some information that information allows you to go back yourself and sort of think things through and maybe come up with your own ideas a little bit but then it also allows you eventually, as things progress, to sort of see other people's results, see what they're using, see the techniques they're using, and just very care, like slowly putting your own plans in place and coming up with your own ideas as such. Sure, they're not That's- original. Somebody else has probably done it before you or had to go through that experience for you to come up with it, but you you just sort of start to work a few things out for yourself. And from that point, you kind of get the basic tools to be able to, as you said, start to navigate social media a bit more effectively, efficiently, and a bit more safely at the end of the day. You're not sort of selling yourself up the river like it's pretty easy to do if you're pretty green to the sport, because I definitely did a lot. Yeah, With respect, Leroy, I, I, I want to take you back to what you said about it being someone else's idea. Because that's that's it's not technically correct. Because you 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 illustrated then quite well. I thought that um, you know you would you would take other people's results and ideas and advice, um, and and then apply it to your own scenario. You know, like at the end of the day, I mean, we talk about. I mean, this is not going back to follow the beat, but I could I could drag no, it into this no. a little bit. Just just mix it into the palette a little bit here mm-hmm. and say that um the whole point of that is similar to what you're just saying. There is 
that you want to be able to achieve your own thoughts. You want to be able to think for yourself. You want to be able to use these this content that people are putting up there for free and um and and sort through it, um, decipher what's what's real, decipher what's applicable, and then go to your own waterhole and then or river or dam or whatever and um and apply these skills so you can then repeat them or even understand your fishery to be able to adapt to the that fishery. So I don't think that you're doing other people's ideas at all when you get results in that in that way. You know, like I mean you unless unless you're you got your hand held uh and you and or someone's fishing the exact same river as you and tells you where to go. Um yes, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's it's not exactly it's still a skill, I think, to to be able to to be able to interpret social media, to be able to get results um, on the water, it's oh, it's a, it's definitely a skill. It really yeah. is. Yeah. Can, yeah, can I, I jump? Can I jump in here, guys? Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like you're both getting to the same point. Like one of the one of the um, the the key words, I guess, here is filter. I mean, you you you're pulling the the bits that apply to you out of out of um, <clears throat> you know the message of what you're seeing elsewhere and applying it to a local situation. And that's definitely a skill, you know. You need to, um, yeah, sure. The idea or the concept might have originated elsewhere, but I, you know, I think applying those across different areas, um, you know, speeds up the learning curve, allows you to be successful and to fine tune um, and form the basis for further learnings that other people can take off you and take back to, you know, maybe where it originated and go, oh well, you know, on, on a local level that might be, oh, you know, it was a tough bite the other day. Leroy was you know, using flies that he'd seen us use, but he had to go smaller and darker or, you know, louder or faster or retrieves or something like that. You know, yeah, whatever. or just say put on a put on a sink tip line or something, just get it down that bit quicker, a bit exactly. faster, a bit deeper. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, like it's although it's really humble of you to to, to pass, you know, credit on and credit is really important that, you know, um, there is still a sense of accomplishment that that should come from from you know successfully filtering messages and applying them to local situations and scenarios. Oh, it's it's, it's absolutely satisfying as all as all get up when you do sort of put a bit of a few puzzle pieces together and sort of start to see the end result. You know, um, I guess just like a bit of a basic example would be is say knowing all right well. I like fishing for cod in super snaggy areas. All right. Yep. So an example would be is I've been really enjoying fishing um, Chris's style high tide bend backs lately. Uh -huh. um, but an issue that I was having is a lot of the fishing that I'm doing is pretty gun and run. Like the water is moving relatively quick. Yep. Don't have a lot of time to get that fly down. And I sort of found fishing, say, an intermediate or a floater on it is that fly is not getting down where I want it before it's getting taken out of the eat zone, so to speak. So, yep. you know, put two and two together. Oh, I bought a nice sink four line the other day for a different app, different application, which I won't go into, but then threw that on, had a bit of a foot, like bit of a throw, bang, sort of started to go, shit, okay, hold on, I'm getting that fly down where I want it quicker, and I can also keep the cadence of my retrieve up, so therefore I'm not ending up with a huge belly in my line, feeling it a bit more and gone, Okay, cool. We're sort of getting somewhere here, you know. Right. <clears throat> How did that feel? Oh, satisfying as I'll well. get up. Um, yeah. I won't, won't. As I said, I won't take all the credit for that because I had discussed it with a few other other people that I talked to about that sort of stuff, and we'd sort of been spitballing ideas back and forth about how to, you know, maybe fish that fly more effectively for our situation, you know. Yeah. And that was one that we'd sort of 
collectively agreed on might help the situation and sure enough it, it has so that's cool that that it that also illustrates the the benefit of having like a you know a reference group of people you can bounce ideas off and you know have a chat with and ah, um yeah. that's another beauty of social media yet again isn't it isn't it like you can, you can form like a brains trust or a think tank with with like-minded you know people they don't necessarily have to be on the same pool as you at the time you know they could be across the other side of the country or or whatever uh maybe yeah. even the other yeah. side of the world you know there's you know when it comes to things like fly tying and stuff so it, it's um even hater that, groups yeah right. hater I mean, groups. a couple of hater groups <laughs> <laughs> so um yeah i, I think I think that's the that's the power of the internet positively harnessed, um, mm. power of social media into that as well. So we, I'm just going to take this one step further, mate. Like somebody getting into it, or somebody wanting to go from beginner to intermediate or further up, like a, a level up. What sort of what sort of advice would you give them in that direction? And like, where, how do they find like-minded people? Is it as simple as you know surfing a few hashtags till you find something you like, or or what? How do how do you follow the beef um hashtags are a great one they're yeah. absolutely fantastic because you can you know collaborate a whole heap of information very very quickly for what you want um another one that i've sort of found is just say finding somebody that does something you like and sort of seeing who they interact with can often be a pretty good one um yep also just being pretty just being generally kind and supportive of other fishos whether they might do a different different sort of discipline of the sport to you because it's pretty easy to you know strike up a bit of a conversation from saying someone like awesome fish mate like sick like i wish i could do that too one day you know or that's awesome you know and then you can chat and then the thing is you might not know but they might also be absolutely bloody wicked at something else you're interested in fishing wise and before you know it, you know, you're sort of bouncing ideas and yeah. So I think that's, that's one way um, is the hashtags and sort of just following what other people are into. Um, yep. I guess another one would sort of be is definitely sort of taking it away from the social media for a second is try and find a decent local fly shop and go in there and sort of poke around for a few questions because you can get great information out of it. You can also get some average information out of it. But at the end of the day, you're also meeting other people that might say, suggest a name of somebody or go, oh, so-and-so was here the other day and he set himself up for this trip. And then you go, oh, we'll punch their name in on, on Instagram or Facebook or whatever it is that you use. And you go, oh, okay. Oh, crikey, they live in Melbourne too. Well, obviously they went to the same fishing shop, but then oh, hey, mate, um, heard that you're quite into your cod. I've been getting into it a bit myself lately. Um, you know, would, would be would be cool if I could ask you a couple questions, you know. Um, that's another way of doing it. I think the biggest thing to be mindful of as a new player sort of trying to find information is making sure that you're not too invasive when you are asking your questions. Sure. Because... Um, you're soaking up somebody's time at the end of the day and they don't owe that to you by any means. Mm. So if you're just going to go in there and straight up be like, I want to catch a cod, man. Um, where do I go and what fly do I use when? They're probably yeah. just going to leave you on scene, aren't they? Oh, that, 
I was going to say that's, that's so refreshing and um, respectful uh, to see that because you know there's a it feels like there's a whole generation of, of you know of uh, social media grommets for want of a better word coming through and you know demanding you know spots and flies and you know they're not they're not wanting to do their apprenticeship they just want to shortcut everything which is natural that's human nature to 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 minimise the pain and maximise the gain but you know. Um, you know, we're at the risk of speaking a cliche is that fly fishing so much is about is about the journey as well. I was um, going to say it's self it's 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 a discovery thing. You know, like it. Yeah. You're not going to feel too good about it if somebody pretty much ties on your fly for you and put and carries you down to the riverbed, plonks you there, and says, "Put it here," and then you catch a fish. You haven't really worked anything out at all for yourself. You know, so. But but that service is available, right? I'm just asking for a mate. <laughs> oh, we can talk about that one after the show. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Yeah. It provide yes. nibblies too, right? Yeah, yes, of course. Yeah. Cool. Cheese and crackers. Um, awesome, man. Um, so I need to ask, I, there's gonna be a lot of people listening to this and they're gonna be wondering what sort of um photo would you recommend accompanying your first message to someone when reaching out for like minded fishers? Is it a profile or is it a full body pick you usually use? Oh, I often just send feet photos, man. That normally feet. gets done. <laughs> <laughs> People pay money for that stuff, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's interesting. That's very interesting. There you have it, folks. Send feet photos. Clean, dirty, socks, shoes. It doesn't really matter. Generally, when they're shriveled up from wet wading, really gets the job. Oh. Balti's <laughs> <laughs> triggered. Yeah, yeah, that one spoke to me. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mate, it's um, it's pretty. So, how's how's the fishing been lately, Leroy? You've been um, getting onto a few. <sighs> Look, man, I, I won't lie to you. I've been been pretty flat out. Um, I've sort of had to put the fishing on the back burner for the next few weeks because I I'm indulging myself and going to go down to Tassie for a month uh quite shortly um so i'll be doing a fair share of fishing there so kind of just trying to get work sort of sorted out and organized before i decide to to leave them be for a month mate but um i have been tormenting the local carp when i do do have a chance yep um which is great fun and very accessible for me so i kind of can't really not yeah um otherwise Man, I've barely touched the trout this season, dude, because um, between all the Omicron over New Year's, getting COVID myself and a few other family members sort of putting us in and out of isolations, it's just it's honestly it's been really hard to get a second, really. Mm. Um, if you ha- what's, what's the, um, if you had to pick one to eat, what's better, the carp or the trout? <laughs> oh. You know how they do that thing called a tuduckin? No. <laughs> What's a duck? And it sounds like something you do when someone throws so, a carp at you. Pretty much, man. But um, so you, you get a turkey, and you put a, a duck inside that, and then you put a chicken inside that. I find <laughs> yeah, right, the best okay. ways sort of catch a trout. You know, maybe slightly bigger than palm size. Maybe find yourself a good bit of river meat or a nice carp, and you know, insert, <laughs> yeah. put it in the oven. Ooh, yes, good mate, real good. <laughs> okay, okay, that's um. It's very interesting. Um, so, with you, how, how do you find how do you find carp? The attitude towards carp for where you live. Do you uh, know other like-minded river meat hunters? 
Um, oh, it's a funny one. Um, definitely had the old, there's no trout in here, mate. Um, get some funny looks. Oh, what are you been fishing for? Oh, carp. Oh, yeah, right. No. Um, in the fly fishing community, uh, all, out of my mates or people I know, they're all pretty either interested or have sort of had their um, hesitations until I've sort of, you know, forced them to come down with me on an afternoon or something and sort of seen how fun it really can be and kind of had to put a put past the fact that, you know, might not necessarily be the most desirable fish, but if you're looking for that sporting element, it does all you want. Like, mm, sure does. Yeah. They uh, reject your flies more often than they eat them. Um, they pull very hard when they do. They bust you off a lot if you fish stupidly light, like I'm known to, just being an idiot. Um, <laughs> and if you if you really want to back your back your drag off and be one of those people, you can see your backing. I personally haven't. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, they people do come around to it. They might turn their nose up at it, but once they've been busted off by one of. Uh, had quite a few mates now that I've sort of shown and they've secretly gone back the next day without telling me out of fear that I'll uh, say, and I told you so sort of thing. <laughs> Do you want to mention their names, mate? Oh, yeah. So I, I took my mate Dan, Dan Moore down the other day. Um, Dan Moore. Yeah, Dan-o. Um, legend of a bloke. Um, yeah, so we, I took that. Like, pardon? Is he going to be listening? Um, he might be. I, I haven't. I haven't told him that I was going on to sheer to, to save myself the embarrassment when we go fishing together next. But um, if he is I, listening, what's what's Dan Moore's most redeeming feature? Oh, it gives good back rubs. Wow. Oh. <laughs> yeah. wow. Are you taking him to Tasmania? Oh, if I can fit him in the suitcase, I might, mate. I just don't <laughs> want to. I haven't, I haven't told the missus yet, but um, yeah. Did you meet him by introducing yourself through a feet pick? I was a bit more graphic, but um, yeah, right. we won't go into it. Was it uh, waiter affected as well? This um, appendage? Oh no, no, the waiter keeps it warm, mate. Okay, oh. cool. Yep. Okay, keeps it warm. Right, so not a pair of anything. No, 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 no. I only have one. Is that weird? Okay, I guess so. Yeah, Can be. Cool. Okay, sorry, I was getting getting a bit silly there. Um, <laughs> But no, I, I, I have um, I have taken taken Dano for for his first carper first carp on fly experience the other day, and did, he did manage to pop one off, and he is one of the people that did go back the next day. Um, I don't know if he's managed to get it done yet, but if he hasn't, I dare say he will pretty shortly, mate. Yep. Um, if you say it fast enough, it sounds kind of cool. Went carp and fishing the other day. Carp and fishing. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it really falls down when people ask you, I'm sorry, what'd you say? So Sphincter says what? <laughs> <laughs> that's the best reply to that one. Um, so that's pretty interesting, right? I mean, like, it, you're right, it is fun. It's um, Attitudes are, are changing towards carp. When you when you have a crack at, crack at them and see how fun they are, uh, it's just a shame they're, 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 um, they're, they're so in, so damaging to the environment. Yeah, and that's sort of one that I definitely do have to remind people of is as much as it is fun, like you, you, you've got to do the right thing by it and make sure you are re removing them and not trying to trying to sort of protect your waterway for your own enjoyment, so to speak, which I do know some people do, but, you know, I try my best to um to sort of stay clear of that. So, 
Yeah. Do, do these lakes that you fish, are they um, uh, publicly accessible, like are people walking around in parks sort of places? Um, a couple of them are. I sort yep. of stick to the uh, ones where there's less people, but uh, as a consequence of that, they're normally a little bit more filthy and a little bit bit more bit more darrow. But um, yeah. <laughs> well, how, I got a question for you then. How how often um, are people asking for your signature as the singer <laughs> of John Butler Trio? <laughs> often? Well, do you get do you get mixed up with Xavier Rudd every now and then? Oh, it depends how often I brush my hair, mate. Really. Yeah right okay yeah yeah cool man I mean it must be a, it must be a real drama sometimes right look dude I'm fishing bro I, I don't have time to sign anything it's come flattering, back no come back with five dollars yeah <laughs> <laughs> I might try that yeah yeah it might be a good have you got any good comebacks for there's no trout and no or no trout in here or no fish in here or anything like that um or you caught anything sir or anything like that. Oh look, I, I it's, it, it is a hard one because some of the people that are making the jokes, you probably wouldn't look the wrong way at. Um, oh right, yeah. So there is some interesting, interesting types that do get around these areas. Um, yeah, you can sometimes come up with something wise if you're quick on the spot, but I, I normally just leave it, mate. I'm pretty busy doing what I'm doing, so. So the conversations go along the lines of, "Oh mate, have you caught anything?" No, only joking. You got a diary. Something like that. Yeah, and if you say no, they'll often pick up the pick up the fucking dodgy ones on the floor and take them home with them anyway. So, <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh yeah, right. Okay, sounds like a a little bit of um uh, urban warfare there. You know, really just getting around fishing for carp in Melbourne. How close? How close to um CBD do you get with carp? Can you get? Oh, you you can go up, up CBD way. Um, I I don't need to bother, man. I've I've got some some nice little spots sort of within five five ten minutes of my house. So I um sort of had to discover those when we had those five kilometer radiuses that we had for for quite quite long periods of time in Melbourne. So do you have any other fun ferals down there? Like we we got we got all sorts of stuff up here, like as in peacocks and tilapia and oscars, all sorts of cichlids and stuff. Anytime Volti empties his fish tank, good good fishing. There's um there's 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 some there's some jet skiers floating around. If you put yeah, on yeah, enough yeah. clouser. Yep. They're not so you don't, target practice. You don't have any other um environmental disasters in the waterways down there? Uh fortunately not near me. Um well not that I know of anyway. Um we're pretty lucky except for the carp, but um I'm not complaining too much about them. Uh, what else we got we, we, we do have brim i don't put a whole heap of effort into it um i gave it a few shots but um i would rather just go for a drive for the hour and go somewhere where i know i can catch fish or do a bit more sight fishing sort of thing it's you know you sort of pile on pile on dock sort of brim great fun but um yeah just just gets absolutely hammered my local for the brim so it, it is pretty hard to get into a few so yeah yeah, no, that's that's fair enough, mate. It's um, you know, you're only going to fish the path of least resistance, that's for sure. So for you, it's mainly, well, you right at the beginning of the show, you told us that the saltwater fly fishing down there is shit house. Um, maybe not those exact words, but it's the gist I was picking up. That's fair enough to say, right? Um, yeah, there is. Um, look, I won't go into you know where it is or anything like that, but uh, uh, Chris Beach. Uh, lives actually quite quite close to where I am, I'm, I believe, and 
he was kind enough to sort of steer me in the right direction of some rather large mullet in the area that are quite good fun to cast at. Getting them to eat is um, very, very tricky. I haven't managed to keep one buttoned up yet, but uh, are great you, fun, are you, mate. I'll, are I'll you working through, sorry, Leroy, you're working through um, theories with the mullet, like in terms of flies, behaviours, presentations, um, that sort of thing? Yeah, yeah. So um, I def, as I said, I definitely got steered steered in the right direction. I won't I won't take credit for the sort of the the, the fly direction that I've gone down, but I've sort of started to muck around with a, a, a few different little bits and bobs and sort of some hybrid candies and a few little things like that have sort of been coming off the vice. But um, yeah, especially more just to do with lines and things has been like a tricky one because it's hard to get a fly to them and be able to keep your cadence up but it's also hard because it is quite a shallow fishery with rocks on the bottom and such that if you you're not quick enough or you do get a little knot in your line which i heard you guys mention the other day before you know it your flies down on the bottom and you, you're just not fishing anymore you're, you're unsnagging and you're wasting time and you're getting frustrated so pardon line selection is very important oh, for that sort of stuff greatly and that's honestly something that i was pretty lazy with for the first i'd say two and a half years before i started to get into the cod stuff and just realized you're gonna have to start trying some stuff here mate otherwise you're just kind of pissing in the wind a bit yeah 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 no that's it but now Um, it's a rabbit hole in itself but it's a very exciting and you know good to experiment keeps keeps you on your toes and yeah, just it, it just makes things uh, gives you a lot more options once you do start to go down that route. If you are sort of moving into that area, hmm. have you got a lifetime of fly fishing in the area, mate? Have I got a lifetime? Yeah, I mean, do you think you'll um you'll ever be like you know I got this whole situation sussed and I'm not interested in doing it anymore? Uh, let's just say that I would love a bit of a location change when it is viable. Um, haven't quite decided where yet or when but yeah i really would like to sort of mix it up i do do have a few ideas but um yeah no 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 solid plans yet got, where got if you in, in a pipe dream where would you uh are you are you talking about going heading north or you cross the ditch to nz or you're thinking of going over to fish with cranky over there in the west oz or something like that look i think the safest bet would be to sort of jump in the ute and do a bit of driving and exploring before I go settling down anywhere. But yeah, you, you'll find me going north, I dare say, mate. Um, what you, the options you guys have are pretty unreal. I know it's not not easy, and you know you got to do your own yards up there. But yeah, I would love to get into that into the saltwater stuff, mate. I, after after moving away from trout a bit, um, no disrespect to them, but you know oh. there is stuff that pulls a lot harder. Uh, yeah. It's, yeah. Is there any sort of species that, um, you know, immediately come to mind in a desirable state? Oh, look, the first one would have to be Goldens, mate, um, just because, you know, I've just seen so much of it. It just looks like bloody awesome fun. Um, yeah. Those blue bastards you're quite into look awesome fun. Um, mm-hmm. But something that I'm definitely got a hankering for is, is tuna. I'd love to get onto a few tuna. Um, we do have them down here. Um Access for someone like myself is potentially possible. Uh, it's just hard because all of the people that I know that are into tuna through work and whatever such like that, they're all just into into trolling big spreader bars and whatever else, and then they're not going to 
they're not going to circle around on a school for an hour and a half for you to throw a few flies at them sort of thing. So, yeah, quitters. Yeah, yeah, sadly. <laughs> but um, hopefully in the next sort of couple of years, I might be able to get, get my uh, hands on a boat myself and give it a bit of a crack. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah nice. That sounds pretty cool. Have you heard of the um, the triple the triple uppercut technique? Oh, for the tuna. Yeah. <laughs> is, is that the one that you guys were talking about with um? Oh, what was his name? Eyeballs the other day. Ivanhoe. Yeah, eyeballs brought it up. Oh, yeah. yeah, that sounded really interesting, man. I um, I thought about it. I mean, I'd love to give it a crack, but I've got to get on to get onto a tuna to do it to first. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Well, there's only one way to find out if that works, mate. I mean. <laughs> I mean, Dan's a pretty reliable source, but, you know, worth worth giving it a crack for sure. Bloody oath, mate. Yeah, Bloody yeah. Oath. Yeah, mate. Well, that's um, that's pretty interesting, mate. Um, is there anything else you want to um, add to the conversation, LA, um, before, we, um, before we move on to greener pastures? Well, that's uh, not fair either. It's not really greener pastures, is it? I'm just trying to not, say, wrap this puppy up anymore. I know, Very mate. Hard. I was going to say it for you, but um, I thought I'd just see what you could come up with. Yeah. Um, appreciate it, man. Look, would just say to new, new, new guys out there, just it's very easy to do. I did it. Just you've got to be a bit careful, especially if you're taking yourself out to some sort of semi, not semi-remote, but you know what I mean, away from the, the beaten path, so to speak, because you, you can get yourself into some trouble pretty easily. And I've managed to try and do that a few times to myself and sort of had to realise you've got to be a bit mindful of your limitations and also can somebody give you a hand if you do balls yourself up or put yourself in a silly situation. So you're talking, okay, so you're talking about just being aware of bushwalking in Australia, is that what you're saying? Um, oh, especially in trout country around where I am, um, a lot of deer shooting takes place. Got to be oh. pretty mindful of that. I've had a had one close call last year that that um gave me gave me quite the fright. Um, Tell us about it. What happened? Uh, so uh, out out in Gippsland, there's a lot of um, public land where people are able to do dog hunting uh, or uh-huh. deer, deer dog hunting. Um, and obviously, those guys aren't too concerned about what fishos are up to. And I went out there as usual, bumped into a couple who were out there, and they had the dog trackers, and they sort of said, "Oh." you don't have an orange hat on mate and I, well, i'm fishing for trout i don't really want to wear a big uh you know silly orange hat and they're like oh you'd probably want to around here mate you know there's there's some pretty trigger happy folks out there and i said oh yeah yeah i said oh have you guys got some dogs out in the area and they said yeah yeah they're about three kilometers downstream and i said well i'm probably going to walk two kilometers downstream and he said oh no nah, they've gone the other way mate you'll be right you'll be right so i bush bush bash through started fishing up and you know, you hear some crashing, you hear a few dogs barking. So I thought to myself, oh, they're getting a bit close. This is a, this is a little bit hairy. I sort of started to think to myself, what what do I do here? And before I sort of really had time to think, I heard somebody let a round, round off. And about half a second later, I heard the thing whiz over my head and land in the bank on the other side of me. Oh, wow. Um, safe to say I was pretty, pretty fucking scared after that one. Um, I definitely learned that. Yeah, just be mindful if you do do see guys out there with dogs. They're they're doing their own thing. They're not there to hurt you, but you just got to be mindful because you're all sharing the land, as as you'd say. So you just yeah, got to keep your wits about you because far out, mate. If I'd have been a couple of meters one way or the other, it might be a bit of a different situation. So 
Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's wow. pretty crazy. Is there um is there wild dogs down there, mate? Are they dangerous? Yeah, so um one of one of my mates um who I fish with, he's he's pretty into his hunting as well. Um he's he outsourced that Hauqua Valley, so Mount Mount Bull is probably a, a a good reference for that. Is um, there's some pretty serious numbers of wild dogs up there. Um, I personally haven't had anything to do with them. I've I've heard them every time I go out there, and but he's told me some stories of him and mates going out for a for a dusk shoot and hearing the dogs come up around them and literally having to walk themselves back to the car back to back because they can hear them circling around them in the bushes and just getting tighter and tighter and tighter. Um, also heard a few stories through a few different people now of people who've been chased up trees and all kinds of things. I think there was one fella who ended up having to spend the whole night in the tree waiting for the dogs to leave and be. Um, yeah, so you've got to be mindful of those. I, I don't know how common that sort of stuff is, but don't think it's a situation that you really want to put yourself in unless you're, unless you're ready for it. So it probably, I mean, we do get a, a mixture of audience here. We probably should point out that's, we're not talking about dingoes. Talking no, about, no, talking no, about we're, we're domesticated talking about, dogs that have yeah, just gone AWOL gone feral. and crazy. Yeah, and yeah. those things are bloody big, man. They're very big. I've um, my mate who does shoot, he'll sometimes shoot them when he sees them, and he's he's shown me a few photos of the chompers on those things, mate. They're not your average house. No, dog. they change. You're you're dead set right there. Yeah, I agree. And yeah. so even the way they move through the bush, it's. Um, oh. It's 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 pretty frightening yeah, how they how almost sort of go glide like the way they move. They what? Mm. Sorry, bit wolf like. Yeah, they they glide just seamlessly and real quiet. You know, they're um, you're right. They're they're incredible hunters. They the way they adapt, kind of like a pig, I suppose. They reckon you'll get a pink domestic pig, like and put out put out in the um in the wild, and that thing will just go pretty feral in about six six months. Like completely change the aesthetics of it, tusks, all that sort of stuff. You know. Yeah, so, right. yeah, they, they they go, they change very quickly. And I could be really frustrating a lot of people right now and getting it really wrong, but um, I believe I, I, I heard this. My, my apologies to anybody who um who is listening to this who's a hunter who's just uh, slamming their head against the desk going, this fool knows nothing. But um, Smashing their wireless. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are you talking about me? 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 Is it me? No. Oh, no. cool. I wouldn't smash for wireless. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So wild look, dogs, look. wild wild deer, samber, are they down there? Um, I know they do have a few samber out there. I know there's a couple of others getting around. I won't I won't go making fool of myself and saying what I think's out there. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I do know sambers is sambers are some of the more prize prize targets amongst my mates at they're pretty into it so you got any mm. desire to take up um bow hunting mate oh you you took the took the words out of my mouth i was just listening to the one you guys did with rodney last week on my way home and um yep. that shit sounds cool man like i i'm not not against hunting nor am i really into it but if i was to really give it a crack i think i'd go straight down the path of probably trying to pick up a bow mate i'm sure yeah. that, I, I think it's that thing that you guys were touching on in that last episode is that it sort of sort of strikes something pretty pretty primitive in you the whole stalking something down i guess that's why we all love sight fishing mate so it's just a just sort of another dimension of that and a whole new world of it really Mm. Um, 
Yeah, yeah. De- definitely Rod is someone to go send a picture of your feet to, mate, if you want to hear more about it. Um, <laughs> oh, don't, don't worry, mate. I'll um, I'll get a get a photo after this. Yep. <laughs> yeah, he sounds like he's in a very good part of the world, and I, I dare say when I have the time, luxury, and can afford it, I'd love to get up there and do a bit of fishing with them, mate. It, it sounds pretty pretty um exceptional what they have to offer. Mm. Uh, I was, I think the whole Faust stuff sort of really really tickles my fancy um when you did say any species that come to mind the yeah the faust barra sounds bloody awesome dude so yeah well rod's rod's the man for that mate the probably the um the most appropriate charter in australia for that for that lake i reckon for uh, people who probably listen to this podcast the, well, the type of people who listen to this podcast yeah. and that, i don't mean people who soak their feet i mean fly fishermen <laughs> I've done know? myself a doozy with that one, haven't I? Yeah. No, no, no. It's not, mate, no. we're not. We're not here to judge. We're not here to, um, you know, make you feel embarrassed. We're we're an equal opportunity podcast, and um, we don't care what you do, you know. To um, I'm more introduce yourself to people. people stealing my tactics, mate. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, that's going to happen. You you be now an influencer in the um in the feet market, I'd imagine the the feet meat street. So. <laughs> meat meat. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I mean that's that's a real thing. And um yeah, don't be afraid to let your um, you know, your colours shine there, Leroy. Feet <laughs> meat. Shit. <laughs> oh. Well look, Leroy. Mate, I think we've got to the bottom of it, mate. We, we've we've discovered in, in a nutshell that you um you know started fly fishing early. You mm. moved on to trout when you could drive yourself around. Realised that was boring. Got onto um cod. Still working that stuff out. You fish for carp and are constantly mistaken for a rock star. You send your feet to people to introduce yourself, and um and you know how to navigate social media. Summed it up pretty well there, man. What a fantastic show. <laughs> Cheers, guys! Thanks for thanks for your time and having me on. I just, mate, thanks for been, your um. It's been Volty's pleasure, for, mate. <laughs> thanks for your support of the podcast too, mate. Um, yeah, uh, you know it, it really does mean a lot to me when we get a message or a like from you um, on each show. It's really cool. Um, so yeah, man. Thanks, thanks for supporting us and and following us. Nah, man, it definitely uh, definitely keeps me entertained and also provides a shitload of information at the same time. So, yeah, please don't stop anytime soon. Thanks, mate. We won't. Still going. Still going, Sick. mate. Still here. As silly mm. as it gets, we're still here. Yeah. All right, then. Well... Welcome back, folks. That was a lovely insight into Generation Y. Is he Generation Y, Vaults, you reckon? Oh, generation Leroy, mate. I think he defines a generation. Generation Y, would you? <laughs> Listen, mate, nothing makes for a <laughs> shitty start to a day like waiting at the ramp. Don't be late. 
You just being confidential. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, that's what I meant with that fly fishing confidential. Some of them just sort of miss the mark a bit, eh? But yeah, a little anyway, bit. It's all right, man. Not all the audience is like us, mate. Yeah, I know, man. Exactly. Can we all imagine. agree? Balloons suck. <laughs> you can He's imagine some mid middle ages sitting there just laughing at that, chortling at himself. <laughs> <Those> guys. <laughs> yeah, can I? Mm. Look, man, um, Leroy was good. Um, it was really good to get uh, uh, the perspective of someone Leroy's age, uh, being like we he mentioned, twenty-three. For the for the mm. greater part of his developing adulthood, he would have been exposed to um, uh, social media. So it's interesting to see how um, the way his journey has been shaped. Uh, via social media, I guess you could say. I, I, it's probably not. I think Leroy's not the greatest example as, as as it being entirely shaped by that. But it'd be it'd be inaccurate to say that it hasn't been hasn't been part of um part of his of his uh, exposure to fly fishing. You know, like part of his information source. That's probably a better way to put it. Yep. Yep. Yeah. It's sort of social media has become normalised to him. You know, whereas you or I, it's something picked up halfway or even, you know, later in our lives. Uh, whereas it's, you know, been around for a long time for him and, uh, you know, a greater proportion of his life, that is. That's right. <laughs> and, um, yeah, so how people get their information, particularly relating to fly fishing, you know, it, it's, uh, needless to say, it fascinates me. It's something that's a common theme between a lot of a lot of uh, our guests. You know, I like to ask that question and find out where they're, where they're at because I like to see how it's shaped you know, their their fly fishing persona and also their expectations along the journey. Mm. Yeah. Mm. You know, like you've yeah. mentioned in the show that a very important part of um of this podcast for you is to um get people connected. Um and mm. I don't mean that as a joke. I mean it, it it has been funny to mention sometimes, but in all all sincerity all sincerity, I know exactly where you come from that and we've illustrated that before. But for me it's really morphed into uh, a passion to get people to um, to think for themselves, and I don't mean that as a derogatory comment. I mean that as in like um, being able to decipher the um, the information that received between what applies to them and um, and what's 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 you know horseshit really, um, you know. Because at the end of the day, I I really hope that that translates to um, results on the water, you know. Or even if you know you want to be one of those pirouette casters in the park. You know that's cool, or even um, um, an ornamental fly tire that um, ties flies that never see water. That's cool too. I, like I'm not trying to tell you how to party, but um, whichever way you go, perhaps uh, some of the things you hear on the show, like Lynn Leroy's show, is a is a great example that it challenges you to look a bit deeper into um, your source of information and not take it for face value. Some of the things that he said there were 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 um, not surprising. Maybe a little bit surprising for someone of his age, and that might be me looking, you know, looking, looking, standing outside, looking in as an old bugger. I don't know, but he uh, mm. was quite mature for for his approach to his information source. I thought. Oh, totally. Mm. Yeah, it, it was um, it was refreshing. I don't know what I was expecting, uh, you know, but um, he, he he exceeded whatever those expectations were. Um, and, you know, one of the things that came through for me with, with Leroy and, and, and the discussion is, you know, his fly fishing aspirations, you know, um, um, you know, particularly where he is at the moment and um, and the, the species he's chasing and, 
you know, when he was talking about, um, you know, Murray Cod, for example, and, and Yellow Belly and, and even Trout, it, it took me back to, um, to my first times chasing each of those species and the thrill you get from chasing a new species or, a, you know, a new spot or a new technique. And, um, mm. and, then, he, and then he went on to talk about, you know, uh, going, going further north, you know, or, or maybe, you know, moving further afield, you know, sometime in his life. Um, yeah, and, you're right, mate. You got a sniffle. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Right. He uh, blow your nose. You he, know. Um, sorry, mate. Just blow your nose. You know, like it's, it's all good. No, it's cool. Yeah. And he he got talking about moving away, and and obviously with that, you know, it, it reminded me of of you know my first time chasing golden trevally or tuna or all that, and how exciting that is, and I'm sort of the the um you know the wonder of exploration and and um how exciting all of that is you know that's all in front of him that's fucking cool yeah absolutely where are you on the uh the um the wording for yellow belly like are you a callop dude yeah i i don't know i i don't i don't get all that but i like i grew, I grew up in western queensland and yellow belly were yellow belly mm. uh yellow belly and then um some places like um, I don't know. I, th- I thought I thought Gallup was a South Australian thing. So, you know Darren Evans. Known well, mate. Daz. Yeah, yeah, big Daz, whatever he, he goes by. Just Daz, that's right. Yeah, he yeah, um, just Daz. He told me that we were over at Christmas Island. I said, "What do you like to chase, mate?" And I, I hardly knew him. He goes, "Oh, Gallup." And I'm like, "What the fuck?" You know. Mm. But um, yeah, they're they're funny species. They've got a big big distribution. It's actually a separate species up near um, in the Fitzroy. It's a that's right. It's a yellow belly, but it's a different, slightly different species. Yeah, it's the Fitzroy strain. They they of golden perch. They call it. Yeah, yeah. Well, yellow belly. Yeah. Is it? Yep. Yeah. Right. I've caught them before. Um, in um in the Mackenzie River. Um, gotcha. I, yeah. I wouldn't say that they they taste any better. I mean, their eggs are pretty similar in taste to the um you know the ones you will find at Roma for sure. You know. The eggs. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, yeah, absolutely. But l- listen, mate, the thing is, right, fish are, fishing hopper season should be on your bucket list. That's all I got to say. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it seems man, very confidential. It does yeah. seem confidential. But I'll tell you something else in confidence, right? Own the mistake yeah. and move on. Nobody wants to hear an excuse. Mate, they should make the, the little book of confidentiality, you know, like that, that, that little book of calm with all those quotes in there, like, yeah, right. have a little bit of chamomile yeah. with your tea or something like that, you know? But uh, the little book of confidential would be... It'll help with digestion. You know? Yeah, something yeah. like that there. <laughs> It'd be, to the you know, of words nature. to live your life by or, you know, yeah, live life love. t-shirts out of it, hey? Yeah, well, yeah, Fly Fishing Confidential is just the um, the live life love page for uh, fly fishermen, right? <laughs> Oh fuck, that's pretty good. Yeah, live life, love. Yeah, you you've got that plaque in your kitchen, I betcha. <laughs> you do, don't you? No, no, no. Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, just keep this in mind: kayaks are not boats. All right. Oh god. Yeah, right. That's a that's a, that's a bomb bomb on the internet. That one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I'd love to see what they got to say about jet skis, you know. Oh yeah, we should campaign them. Sorry. How about a jet ski uh, meme? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. yeah. Let's, 
stop fucking around. Get a jet ski meme. <laughs> we know we know we're heading in that direction. It's eventually coming. Get to it. Yeah. I think I don't think yeah. that's um I don't think that's um rude. I think that's um I think that's what we're all expecting. It's almost um, universal fly fisherman's hate of of jet skis, hey. Mate, it's not just fly fishermen. It's um yeah. it's everyone, you know? Everyone hates jet ski riders. <laughs> and and the only people people the, the type of person that rides a jet ski is the type of person who doesn't let the opinions of others phase their activities. You couldn't possibly be buzzing around the water like that going, look at me. Everyone loves what I'm doing right now. I'm noisy. I'm making wakes. I'm faster than everyone. <laughs> I'm totally rad. They're more important. They're, um, their leisure time is more important than yours, obviously. So yep. you can get fucked. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, man. So, yeah, it's a special <laughs> It's a special type of person, that's for sure. Yeah, yep. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, look, man, I don't, I don't know who we've got coming up on the next show, to be honest with you. Actually, I do, but I'm reluctant to um, to give it up. Okay. Don't give it up, then. Thank I you will not it. give it up. We'll find him. Yeah. We'll find him. Yeah, but we'll, um, we'll let the people know. I found myself going down. I look, I'll be completely honest. I found myself going down an Instagram rabbit hole while I was reading Fly Fishing Confidential quotes. That was not a good idea. My ADD yep. was seriously triggered then. No. No. Yeah. <laughs> well it looks like the weather's clear enough folks next week we might have uh more tales from the boat ramp <laughs> things you see at the boat ramp who knows yep yep there's a lot of uh there's a lot of tuna starting to show up for our southeast queensland listeners i'm hearing reports of um of them showing up i'm sure after this weekend's glass out weather we'll see um you know pictures on social media if they're if they are showing up um Great time of year. Species change over. It's good. It's good stuff. Mm. Yeah. Can't wait. Can't did you wait. See, um, did you see Alroy's um, thready? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that was spoke quite... To um, on, spoke yeah. to him yesterday. Yep. Have, have a guess at how long that thing is. Uh, 1.2 something? Yeah. It's, uh, it's 1.23. Meter twenty three. One, two, three. Easy as that. A B C. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) Good fish. It's a good fish. It's a great fish, in fact. It's a good fish. So get out there, folks. Um, you know, you're in a city of uh two million people and one person did it. (laughs) He's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like maybe yeah, you know. Oh no, I'm not gonna go there. Had something lined up. Might have been offensive to some people. Okay. I get it. Duck and weave that one. <laughs> well, Volts, clearly you got nothing to say. What do you say we get out of you? Bye. Ta da. Yeah.